Hey, this is Marty McFly, and you're listening to Hydrate Level 4 Presents Podstalgic, a film podcast on core temp arts. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Are you telling me you built a time machine out of a podcast? Welcome to another episode of Podstalgic. This is a podcast where we take a nostalgic look and rediscover movies new and old. For this episode, we are doing an older movie. And joining me is my twin, uh, Chris Brayton, from the uh, More Gooder Than podcast. He does have all the looks and the voice. We're separated at birth, right? And I lived at a, I lived in an, al- uh, uh, an island south-southwest of Fiji, right? Yes. Yes, that's it. That's it. And uh, I'm not in L.A., but uh, close to it. I'm in Portland, Oregon, and we found each other via Skype. So, so here we are. We're, we're doing twins. That's Peter. That's so perfect, bro. That's, <laughs> oh yeah, good way to yeah, good way to start that's it. What I do. That's good. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. man. Uh, so this movie came out December ninth, uh, nineteen eighty eight. Before we get into the movie, let's uh, let's see what other movies came out the same weekend. Uh, we got Mississippi Burning. Oh, that's a good movie. Was that Alec, Alec Baldwin? I feel. Uh, isn't it G- right? Gene Hackman? Right? Isn't that what Gene Hackman too? Gene, Gene Hackman. Yeah. Okay. I, I think I can picture him on the cover box. And my stepmother is an alien. No way. Same weekend as this movie? Same weekend, yeah. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Did the least. Mm-hmm. Oh. Who was in that one? Was that? That's not Kathleen Turner, is no, it? No, it's... Um, that's, what am I that's, thinking? Kim Basinger. That's Dan Aykroyd, oh. Kim Basinger, and uh, Allison Hannigan uh, from How Much Your Mother and Buffy the Vampire Slayer and American Pie. She plays the stepdaughter. Oh, yeah, she's yeah, the yeah. She's the stepdaughter. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I see the composer, Alan Silvestri. He's doing big things there in the late 80s. I mean, we just did uh, Predator with Justin from um, Epic Film Guys. And say, uh, yeah, that's another movie with Alan Silvestri. So I, I had no idea that, uh, you know, maybe he likes like sci-fi type stuff. I don't know. Well, yeah, he's done a... Apparently, this is sci-fi comedy. He's done a lot of stuff. Like He did uh, Force Gump. Back to the Future, Avengers, uh, Polar Express, the Stone. yeah. I mean, Castaway, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, your guy, by the way, your guys' Predator episode was was very good. By the way, so good. Oh, yeah, thank good. you. Uh, credit to Justin for carrying the show. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that, but he, uh, he he is great. I do love that guy. Yeah, um, the number one song uh, that came out. It's kind of weird. It's only it was only number one for a week, but "Baby, I Love Your Way" by Will to Power. Oh, that's that one that does doesn't it doesn't it doesn't matches up with Freebird? Don't they do like a Freebird mashup? It does. Oh, that's the worst yeah, song. Yeah, Freebird medley. That's the worst song out of <laughs> out of two amazing songs. Like those are two. Which, which one? Like oh, I, the the mashup is just bad. Oh, uh, the mashup itself is terrible. But like both the 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 source material, those are two of my favorite songs growing up. Who um who originated Baby I Love Your Way? I, that's, I feel that's, like wasn't that UB forty? No, that's that's afterwards. That's Peter or? Frampton. Peter Frampton wrote it, and then oh okay, yeah, UB forty okay. did cover it though too. Um, but yeah, right, great song, great great song. Yeah, I think I'm more familiar with the UB forty mm-hmm. uh, version. And um, uh, Lisa, okay, yeah, yeah, I, and Lisa I, Bonet does it on uh, oh, what's that one movie? Um, High Fidelity. She sings it on High Fidelity too. Okay, I saw it the one time when it first came out. That's it. Oh, I love that movie. Makes me want that. Was that two thousand? Right. Ah, was it? I mean, it's one of Jack Black's first feel, movies. 
Um, I feel like it was 2000 because um, I think I was working at Blockbuster when it came out. Jack yep, Black no, was 2000. Uh, Good job. back as far as like Airborne. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Air, Airborne, I think it's like 90, uh, 93, 94. And I think Jack Black was also in that one. Um, Enemy at the... Enemy of the States. What was that? He's that in was, the Jackal. Mid nineties. The Jackal so was bit. the first time I saw him, but maybe that was mm. before. I met Jack Black once. Super nice guy. No kidding. Yeah, I was at this uh, uh, this this big thing. It's called Festival Supreme. I don't know if you're familiar with it, but him and mm. yeah, uh, he actually sponsors it. Like he he puts the money up front from. Basically, what it is is it's a mix of music and a mix of comedians. And so when I went there, so it was it was at USC and at the Shriner Theater. So what they did, what they had was inside the theater, they just they had a comedian for the entire day. Like at all times during the day, there was some comedian up there. It was Nick Kroll, uh, Janine Garofalo, um, who else was up there? Maria Bamford, um, just uh, T.J. Miller. It was just nonstop. It was the fantastic. My face. Wow. And then outside there'd be uh, concerts outside going on. And so uh, one of them, was, like they had the DJ from Yo Gabba Gabba. They had the guys from Workaholics doing a rap set. They had, um, who was it? Uh, Cheech and Chong were up there doing, like for some reason they were singing. And then the, the <laughs> and then the two closers for the night was Tenacious D played. And then Death Clock from Metalocalypse. That, that Ben, you familiar with that on Adult Swim? No. Oh, yeah. Anyway, it's a it's a if you ever get a chance, watch it. It's a hilarious show. But basically, it's just about this metal metal band called Death Clock, and it's done by Brandon Smalls, who did um, what was he in? He did uh, like Doctor Cats and Home Movies. He's done a lot of things. And uh, anyway, so it was his his like band. Um, but it, anyway, it was very good. But anyway, I it was during Halloween, and so I dressed up as Walter from from uh, from Big Lebowski. Breaking Bad. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, from from Big Lebowski and people, okay. uh, and you. I think you've seen a picture of me. I, I'm Figures, basically. Yes. I look like his son. So anyway, so I dressed up as Walter, and so out of nowhere, Jack Black just comes out of the crowd uh, and just gives me the biggest hug and whispers in my ear. <laughs> he whispers in my ear, "The dude abides," and then just walks into the crowd, <laughs> and that was it. And so just gave me a big old hug. So that's awesome. You yeah. didn't you didn't give him a little smack in the butt as he walked by or nothing like that. <laughs> you know, it was just such a weird, surreal thing for <laughs> because also like it was another grown man coming to give me a hug, which just right, I don't know. Right. You know, so then I realized <laughs> like, wait a second, that was Jack Black, <laughs> big fan. <laughs> so it's pretty amazing story. Yeah, yeah, I I love him in School of Rock, so that makes a lot of makes a lot of sense that he would host something like that. Uh, so that's pretty awesome, awesome story. Um, I can't say that I have anything. I mean, one time at the uh, Portland Wizard World, uh, uh, Stephen Yeun, who plays Glenn from Walking Dead, you know, kind of walked by me and gave me a high five. Nice. Um, did yeah. you say, hey, uh, sorry? Did you say, hey, sorry about dying? Did you say? Well, this is actually, uh, I, I think it was the year or uh, maybe two years before that, uh, that, that um, uh, his fate on The Walking Dead was but sealed I, well you know what it was yeah it, he was walking by i was like hey hey go lions and then he's like yeah man and he gave me a high five and that was it I, I didn't think he'd like even look over um he had just walked out of uh he went to go say hi to the oh gosh what is their names i, I don't know wrestling but it's um the bella twins is that a thing i'm you know i'm not the familiar bella with twins? wrestling that's that's okay, not my yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not my jam either. But I, I feel like uh, their sisters, I'm pretty sure that's what they're called. And uh, he went to go say hello to them. <laughs> came out smiling. I was like, all right, okay. So I was like, hey, go Lions. And he's like, oh, yeah, man. And just gave me a high five, kept on going. Um, that's it. And then any other story I have is just when I went to go pay for an autograph. <laughs> that's about it. For who? Yeah. Uh, well, let's see. I've uh, gotten pictures with uh, Summer Glaw uh, from Firefly and... Dean oh, she's Kane great. most recently. Yeah, she was very nice. Actually, she might have been like um one of the first times ever that I've gone to something like that. And um i I feel like such a dork. I, I was waiting in line, like practicing how I'd say hello. You know? Uh, oh, that's she, great. It it was it was crazy. Like I was I was, you know, um I was nerve wrecked and uh, I was, my palms were starting to sweat and I got up there. I was just like, hi, <laughs> um, I love you in Terminator, <laughs> and, you know? And then she's like, she's like, oh, thank you. And then, um, and that's, then we did a little side, great. side hug and then we posed. And since we did a side hug, we posed for the picture that very same way. So like, I, oh, I actually yeah. had my hand on her waist. Um, like those so. awkward teenage side hugs. That's great, <laughs> Peter. That's wonderful. I actually, expect nothing it, less. There's no space in between us. So uh, it, was, it was a nice one. That's... I will I will have to share with you. So No no room for the Holy Spirit then, huh? In between? <laughs> None. So uh, let's see. And, you know, like uh, I, I, would, I go see the... Um, I mean, this isn't autographed, but I go see the DeLorean every year. But uh, I saw Milo Ventimiglia. Yeah, from Heroes and This Is Us. Yeah, from Heroes, This Is Us. Yeah, so I I got, um, I I was talking basketball with him for a little bit. Apparently, he's got a house in Portland, too, that he comes up to every once in a while. Um, He's not a huge fan of, like, Southern Cali, but we took some selfies together. He's like, hey, so you got this autograph for your your son. Let's take some selfies. And I'm like, well, okay. (laughs) So, um Got some pictures with him. He was a really nice guy. And, uh, oh, my, my personal favorite, Gus Fring. Uh, oh, Giancarlo Esposito. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah, was, yeah. Was he cool? So he was he was very nice. I, I was one of the, the first ones waiting in line. And I got up there and I was like, hey, so I'm a big fan of you on Breaking Bad. Uh, I was wondering, you know, where do you draw, like, you know your inspirations from for um for playing that character and i think he misheard me because he he was like so you're inspired and i'm like wait what <laughs> it was really weird and i, and I didn't want to like you, you inspire me to else. run I a drug. keep it going <laughs> you inspire me yeah. to run a meth empire from yeah Las, I, Las Poyos Hermanos. it was a little awkward it was a little awkward so we took a regular picture and then he like turns around and grabs a box cutter and then puts it up to my neck and i'm like Oh, we're doing this. Okay. So my friend's like, yeah, 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 put it up closer to his neck. And then they snapped the picture. So, um, oh, that's awesome. That's, I mean, that's way to take it to the next level on his part, though. Yeah. Yeah. He gave me two pictures. And so it, it was nice. I, I must have reminded him of Victor, you know, from the uh, <laughs> uh, premiere of so season four, I think that was. So, uh, yeah, man. Um, yeah, I think that's enough of, of all that. So I'm sure the listeners are dying to hear uh, what we have to say about this movie, Twins. So a little refresher. This was directed by Ivan Reitman, uh, stars Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito as fraternal twins, Julius and Vincent uh, Benedict, uh, Kelly Preston, young Kelly Preston as uh, Marnie and her sister, uh, played by Chloe Webb, is Linda. Do you get the sense they were supposed to be twins or something? 
Uh, that's not that's something I never really quite understood. No, I you know what I so this was eighty eight right so I would have been five when this came out and I remember watching this movie all the time and I remember yeah. thinking same thing. It's like oh they must be twins too. Now as I've seen it as an adult of course as well. I don't think they're supposed to be twins. But when I was a, when I was watching it when I was little, yeah, I just assumed that they were twins too. But they honestly look absolutely they look less alike. Then Arnold and Danny DeVito look alike. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> right? Uh, they're, they're further apart in age, too, is a thing. Uh, I think they're six years, and I think Arnold and uh, Danny DeVito might have been about three years apart. Um, but, you know, as a kid, you always just think that, oh, those two are just older guys. But then you look at a young Kelly Preston, you're like, well, she's like early 20s, and the other woman's at least like late 20s, you know, at the earliest, I guess. I don't know. I probably would have said like early 50s. I don't, I'm just messing. Wow. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I I was reading somewhere, and um, I don't know it was if it was like a synopsis of the, of the story, and I I feel like I I saw that they were supposed to be twin sisters, or it might have been like something in the IMDb trivia where I was like, what? I didn't like get that at all. But um, I think it sounds like you and I were both born the same year 83 so i was two five years old when this movie came out and it was one that was always on the tv um you know watching it again i thought that i remembered a lot more um like dialogue being like censored for tv but it this was still pretty darn clean Um, yeah there really wasn't going on dane devito had basically any of the like quote-unquote filthy lines um because because arnold is supposed to be very pure very virginal, and so he doesn't curse at all. I think at one point he says, "This is really pissing me off," and it's like his big, it's like <laughs> his big thing that he he does. Uh, no, I we had this on VHS, so we would pop this in um, often. I had it in the nice in the clamshell too. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. oh yeah. And so this was classic fare, and I, anytime that so I mean any podcast that I'm on that has Arnold on it. <laughs> Arnold was my was my life growing up. I love him so much. Like <laughs> anything he's in, just immediately I like, regardless of whether it's good or not. It's like ah, he just always will hold a special place in my heart because my dad was such a fan. So we would always watch Arnold movies growing up. And so anyway, so this even though this movie is not good, it still is. It's still an incredible film as far as. Uh, my my nostalgia is going this <laughs> so yeah but, yeah I'm, I'm yeah i'm right there with you um i'm kind of kind of in the same boat um i think my first introduction to arnold was actually red sonia you know and then i find out that uh he was actually like conan the barbarian and the destroyer right. too so yeah i go on to um watch all of his movies um despite what people say i i really enjoy the last action hero um I think a lot of his later stuff, you know, when he does return to the screen, you know, your, uh, was it Grace, Gracie, or wasn't there oh, one Maggie. where... Uh, Ma- Maggie. Maggie, yeah, yeah, Maggie. yeah, his daughter's a zombie. So, was the one with the Stallone? The, oh, there's Was there, the, like, in prison? That's the break uh, breakout? Or containment? Breakout, or... Can... Lockout? Lockdown? No. Uh, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I know exactly. I think, <laughs> I think it's, it's, it's lockdown. Yeah, but uh, any honestly, if he's in it, I'm probably going to watch it. So, I mean, that's really yeah. what it boils down to. Yeah, this was my 
first, uh, either this one or Kindergarten Cop was the first time I saw him in a movie um, growing up. So uh, we had them both on VHS, so they were on often. And just loved it. He was my hero. I mean, <laughs> he's he's done a lot of terrible things in his life. That's for sure. For sure. But, yeah. uh, gosh, it's tough to hate him. You know? Doesn't, yeah. It really doesn't <laughs> But I think just just thinking just thinking about it real quick, I want to give a little shout out to a mutual friend here, Jay Lost a Day, you oh, know, yeah. uh, aka John from uh, now in Technicolor. I think what was it? We were on Twitter, you know, talking about something, and then you and him like said the same thing, and he was like twins, and then then you messaged <laughs> me like, hey, let's do twins. <laughs> well, you so, yeah, you would we talked with twins, and they're like, oh man, I've been thinking of doing that, and I just yeah, I, I jumped on that like yeah, because we've been talking back and forth about doing the show together for a while and this just was i just felt like this was perfect uh, for it and i'm glad i am glad i could there was a time that i probably could have quoted this movie start to finish oh i don't no kidding okay I don't, I don't think i could now uh but uh there was a time that i had this movie memorized and it's funny do you ever you you get the same thing obviously i've heard you say it watching it, as an adult, obviously, you pick up on a lot of different things that you didn't when you were watching it as a kid, obviously. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the biggest one for me was what a scumbag uh, Vincent was. So, Danny oh, DeVito. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I didn't realize. <laughs> I just thought he was like this funny guy. It's like, no, he's a really, he's a really, really bad guy. Like, he sleeps with everybody. You start off, you see him. The first time you see him, he's sleeping with somebody else's wife. Like, and yeah, then yeah. immediately goes, it's, I mean, that's how you catch this guy is that's what he's doing. And he, until even at the very end of the movie, he's still being douchey. He keeps a million dollars from Julian, from Julius, right, from right. Julius. Yeah. He still, he still <laughs> Julius, keeps a million dollars yeah. from Julius. Like I totally it, missed that before. I was uh-huh. like, did the, in the way like Arnold plays it, I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Yeah, I had to think about it for a second. Like, yeah, Julius never knew that there was five million in that suitcase, and so uh, so those are a little great wink at the audience there. Like, oh right, yeah, the four million. <laughs> and right. Arnold just smiles. Yeah. Yeah, but that's the that's the thing I picked up on my latest viewing was that Julian did not know about the other million dollars because I always thought that was kind of like a thing that like maybe he did finally convince Julia Julius to be like, yeah, we'll keep a million, but nope, he didn't know. Julius did not yeah. know about the million dollars. Uh, yeah. I like that a lot. Um, yeah. Back to Vincent's character uh, real quick. Like yeah, when, when um, the opening scene where we do see him with the other woman, it's like, you really get the sense of how bad he is because she's like, oh no, my husband's home. He's like, oh, the, the husband. He's like, he's just going through the motion. He's not even like, wait a minute, you're married? Like, nothing like that, right? So like, <laughs> right. off the bat, this, yeah. guy, this guy's already sleeping with like other yeah. guys' wives, um, which is it's just crazy. But yeah, he, he's got this girlfriend, Linda, and not, gosh, there's the other scene later on when the neighbor comes over and is like, hey, nope, stay away from this man. Don't give him any money. You know, et cetera, et cetera. I'm like, wow. So he's been with like everybody. This guy is a womanizer. Uh, he is really street smart. Um, he is probably into gambling because he owes Bookie's money and and all of these things. He's obviously everything that Julius is not. Well, he he even admits to Linda. He even he's like, how do you know her? He's, oh, I cleaned her pipes once. Which cleaned her pipes? Right. That's sex. <laughs> so to his to yeah. his. 
his what what he would probably consider closest to being his girlfriend. He's like, oh yeah, I, I banged her one time. <laughs> like, no big deal. Don't yeah. don't don't worry about it. it <laughs> like, he, he, at least he's an honest guy. Yeah, so. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, to Linda, terrible. Yeah. Uh, so uh, th- here's here's one thing. Th- there's a movie game that I play, and one of my like um, I don't know ace under my sleeves is that I do know that um, um, Heather Graham Heather Graham has an uncredited uh, cameo in here. Uh, playing the young Mrs. Benedict. Did you Wait. catch that? No, I didn't. Yeah, <laughs> she plays. Uh, yeah, she plays the, the the young version of the mother. Uh, she's the one in the picture, and in the you know the little bit of the flashback in the beginning of the movie. Is she mind blown? Huh? Is she old <laughs> enough to have been in this? I feel like she's the same age as me. No, she, dude. Um, that's oh no, what you're I right. I always thought too. Never mind. No, you're like right. When, yeah, she's 1970, so she's 13 years older yeah. than me. Yeah. So, gosh, I Isn't always, crazy? I always kind of assumed she was. This, we were the same age. How funny. You know what it is? I, I think when she came out in uh, the the spy who shagged me, that was probably like one of the first times I've seen her, and then Bowfinger right after that. So mm-hmm. I was all like, oh, she must be like up and coming. But dude, she was in the original Twin Peaks. Gosh, well, because like she seems so young in Boogie Nights, like she's supposed to play. Right. Oh yeah. How, how old is her character in Boogie Nights? She's just like, like eighteen, right, or younger, isn't she? It's been a while. But anyway, so, I mean, so that means that she would have been in her late twenties playing. And I just that's the thing is, I just thought she was closer to the age. So, kudos to her. Yeah. She. I yeah. Mean, she. she... Still looks pretty good. It just looks amazing. Looks That's yeah. Kudos. Uh, gosh, yeah, because they have the young. They have the young right. Which wow, what a crazy experiment to be part of, right? Yeah, I was about to ask you that. Like, what? Okay, so they they wanted to take uh, DNA from six different men mm-hmm. and like, pretty boom. much do the whole turkey. Turkey baster, baster? <laughs> the turkey baster. baster. Do, so yeah. They're gonna do that, and then the embryo splits into two. They tell, they tell Mother ben- Benedict, uh, what's what's her name? It's a um, Mer- Marion. That's what I am, doesn't it? Marion. Mary, Marion, Marion. Marion. Yeah. They tell Marion that the one that she had died. Which I'm thinking, was she like unconscious or something to not know that she gave birth to two or C section? I'm not sure. Um, but then they also uh, Ju- Julian Julius growing up uh, was always under the assumption that his mother died as well. So what I guess what I don't get is like why did they close or shut down this operation where um, v- Werner what what is that Werner. other doctor yeah Werner yeah yeah take takes him over to this island to continue I don't know studies and raises Julius to be this this very intellectual human being. It, it, yeah, it's it's a it's an incredibly because like Werner is is supposed to be like a good guy, and yeah. so but lies to everybody until he turns thirty five. It's not like he tells them on his eighteenth birthday, you know what I mean? Right. Like that that would be the thing that you would expect that it'd be like, oh, on my eighteenth birthday, he's old enough. Like, nope, he's older than me, and they tell him. <laughs> like, <laughs> so. It's, man, it's quite a commitment too to raise this man for thirty-five years before telling him the truth um, about the twin brother and everything. Here's here, here's the other thing: the experiment worked. Like Julius yeah. is is as close to a perfect human as possible. So why did they shut it down? Like it worked, right? 
And yeah. uh, man, I don't know because we do see like the the lab uh, laboratory later. Yeah, you know, and it looks like they just literally closed shop up the day after and right. just didn't you know didn't touch it. Nothing was packed away. They just left it as is. And and the thing is that they didn't point out is that um, Danny DeVito, while doesn't look like Julius, apparently is the most sexually attractive man of all <laughs> <Clearly>. time. Because <laughs> yeah. any woman that they bump into in this movie, he has slept with them, or he is, or they have given him money. So the only one that hasn't is Marnie, but like his neighbor, random people on the streets. So it's like obviously they created a superhuman that way too you know <laughs> yeah yeah that's a good way to so. look at it absolutely so yeah that's that's kind of crazy uh so we fast forward to when like uh julius meets <laughs> i love to see it too is when julius goes to prison well let, let's uh let's stop by the orphanage real quick um julius goes to the orphanage and like the uh, mother superior she's like She's basically telling him, no, um, your brother was a little shit. And he yeah. tried to hit on like the, the, the nun that was like no, teaching him he slept uh, biology. With the nun. He <laughs> slept with the nun. Yeah, he slept with her when he was nine. <laughs> the biology line. Oh, like that was, nine, that was a great I think line. he was nine or 11. And oh, I've always <laughs> loved biology. Yeah, so did Vincent. So he lost right. his virginity to a nun when he was like 10 years old. That's, oh, what, they, that's what they imply in this movie, which is just mind-boggling to me it's just insane yeah. it's crazy <laughs> it, it it really is um yeah we learned that um basically uh, vincent grew up in the orphanage uh wasn't really wanted um didn't get along with the kids uh, and then there's a scene where um they go to where he used to sleep and julius is like oh i would have slept here so this was, must be where he slept and their reasoning is completely different. Julius would have been uh, closer to the fire hydrant. Right. So he could save uh, all oh, the fire children. fire extinguisher. Right. Exactly. So he the could fire save everybody. Alarm. It was a fire alarm. <laughs> fire alarm. Mm-hmm. And uh, Vincent would have slept there because he's the one, or, yeah, he's the one who causes the fire. So <laughs> Right. A little bit of exposition, um, a little bit more into uh, Vincent's character. Dane DeVito does, I think, actually a fantastic job acting in this movie. I think he plays he plays a fantastic scumbag. I think he actually shows a lot of range and depth. He, he, it's a, on his part, it's one of his best roles, honestly, to me, because he he's the one that actually because Julius is pretty pretty stiff. He he doesn't change much. He doesn't go through any journey. It's Dane Devito right. that goes through the journey, and yep. he does a good job. Like when he like especially at the very end when he goes back to save Julius uh, from from Webster. Um, so I always look at him and I think Quato, Quato? For, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Quato, Quato. which is funny because like, oh, they must be good friends, uh, uh, Arnold and Quato because they're in Total Recall, in Total Recall in this right. movie together. That's just, that's right. Kind of th- have they been in any other things together? These are the only two I could think of twins yeah. of uh, Total Recall. Yeah. Um, but just you're right. Uh, how great is Vincent Total Recall, has right? the... <laughs> Oh, Total Recall is probably like top three, yeah, top three, top five Arnold movie. So good, such a good flick, right? Oh man. Oh yeah, I, I love it. I mean, I'm a huge fan of uh, RoboCop, so you know, uh, Total Recall, and then um, to a lesser extent, uh, Starship Troopers. You know, um, yeah, Verhoeven, Verhoeven does some movies. You know, Verhoeven does some weird, weird stuff, but. Um, it's memorable. <laughs> yeah. It's very memorable. Yeah. I d- for sure. Definitely love me some Total Recall. Um, 
But uh, Danny DeVito has uh, his character has the biggest arc, you know, in the story. You know, he's a sleazeball, so you know he becomes a better person at the end. Uh, I do agree with you. He has like all the best parts. Um, he is definitely uh, more grounded, you know, where Julius is the fish out of water, you know. So you're right, you know, he's more stiff. I mean, he is also Arnold, uh, but I do like a, a lot of his like facial reactions and stuff. You know, he does a really good job playing some comedy. Uh, but the, the scene that I do like, um, is when they, when Julius goes to see Vin, Vincent in prison, because there's the scene oh, where he, he thinks it's his phone. other man. <laughs> pick <laughs> yeah. up the phone. Well, yeah. well, he, he goes over to the cop first. Well, he's like, excuse me, hold on, you know, to Vincent. Right. <laughs> he goes over to the cops like, yeah, I'm looking for Vincent Benedict. Like, you got him. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> you got to talk into the phone, bozo. <laughs> <laughs> Vincent. Dearest Vincent, I know you don't know who I am, but believe me, I came halfway across whoa, the whoa, world. Whoa, 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 whoa. I got another six hours to pay the money back. And tell the claim brothers that harassing a man who's already in the slammer is beneath even them, all right? I don't know any claim brothers. I'm no. your brother, Julius. Huh? Come again? My name is Julius, and I'm your twin brother. Oh, obviously. The moment I sat down, I thought I was looking into a mirror. We are not identical twins. <gasps> oh, no? No. Well, I wouldn't be too sure, pal. I don't lie. I am your brother, and you must let me help you get out of here. He's got that ponytail, too, that he has that's all slicked back. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> he's just such a sleaze. I know. Yeah. He's so, But then he's so excited to see him. Just like genuine childlike joy to see his brother. And we, yeah, and Dave DeVito picks up the phone and is like, look at it. Look at this fancy, shiny thing that you could talk through. That's <laughs> so funny. He leaves him. Like, he leaves them. He leaves him immediately. Like, just doesn't even listen. You know what I mean? Like, he drives away, gets in the car. Like, it's bad. <laughs> He's such a bad yeah. person. He, he he tends to do that, you know. Maybe, maybe it's because he's felt... People kind of just left him, right? So maybe that's the thing he does. Um, another thing I really enjoyed was that uh, Danny DeVito really plays Vincent like a um, a, a character that's just he he plays mad at the world very very well. You oh, know, he like, has uh, he has every right to be honestly. He absolutely. Gets, yeah, I mean, could you imagine? I could not imagine being an orphan. It's hor- It's just the. It's very sad. <laughs> like. Oh no, absolutely! But it's like everything that goes right. There's always something you know to make it a little bit worse. He finds a brother, right? They they try to go find more information about the mother, to, and then they find out about the whole experiment where you know he was a side effect. He got all the like the bad genes and DNA go to him, you know. Um, and the the the, genetic, the line was genetic garbage. Yeah, <laughs> it it was it was heartbreaking because. Um, Danny DeVito, I think his line was like, hey, well, instead of like one perfect child, mom had two of us, you know, way to go, mom. And the, the other doctor had to like, what's, what is up that doctor's ass? Like, he, oh. it's like he had something against, you know, Vincent, like since yeah. the day he was born. Yeah, it was terrible. It's like, oh, I named you. Like, it's like, oh, you, you think that he would might have some like fatherly, like love for him on some level. 
Um, yeah. But no, he's just like, oh, all the purity and goodness went into Julius and all the, the crap is what you see when you look in the mirror in the morning. It's like, oh my yeah, gosh. Terrible. Man, like, why? That's just, like, why yeah. do that? Yeah, he's like, I mean, oh, you haven't seen this. You haven't seen this man in presumably thirty-five years, right? And the first thing you're going to do is just like you know destroy his dreams. It's it's unnecessarily mean. Like why? He's like, oh, I haven't got the time for this, and you haven't got the brain power for this. And like he's like reading right. a new he's like reading a newspaper when they when he comes <laughs> in. Yeah, he's unnecessarily right. mean. And I guess like they have to establish that he's a dick because why would no one tell uh, Marianne that her kids were, you know, like, why would they tell her that her kids were dead? Like, why would they do that to everybody? So I guess they had to establish that w- at least one of the doctors was a terrible person, you know? Yeah. So that that's the only reason I can think of. It's like, oh, I've... okay. Because if they were both, like, great guys, there'd be no reason for them to to do, you know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah. Right, no, absolutely, because I, I feel like maybe, um, maybe his character, the the doctor, and and Werner, maybe they had a falling out, mm-hmm. you know, and maybe the that's why it shut down, and I, I don't know, maybe um, we didn't get a backstory where they had different ideas on what to do with this perfect specimen, mm-hmm. and uh, Julius was probably saved uh, instead. So, um, you know, could have used a little bit more of that, but instead, uh, I don't know, perhaps it being uh, an Arnold vehicle, they had to throw in a little bit of like, you know, some sort of action, I guess. So so we got this subplot where, um, you know, we know that Vincent is like a, a thief, you know, we, we mm-hmm. got... Uh, David Caruso here working as a uh, parking oh, attendant. Oh, I know. As Sammy, yeah. right? Sammy, right? Yeah. No, yeah. Uh, no, no, no. Sammy's the fake Al. name that they use. If Sammy's the fake name they use for whoever it is that he's getting the Cadillac for. I mean, right, really right. what this yeah. what this movie boils down to is yakety yak, don't talk back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a great two scenes where he, where he sings that. Um, yeah, the one's on the plane and one in the, one in the shower. But... Vincent gets a hot tip from Al, the parking attendant, uh, about this Cadillac. So he comes and steals it with Julius. Uh, I think we all remember the scene where, where uh, Julius like lifts up the the car from the back. Now I think that's. Do you think that that was fake, or do you think it was real that uh, Arnold actually lift that? I feel like maybe it's, it has something to do with them. I mean, uh, no, it's it's not as it's not as heavy as you think. Uh, car cars aren't as heavy as you think they are. Like if you get them okay. from like certain angles, so. Um, no, no, I totally think like, do, do I think that he actually lifted it up? Probably not. I'm sure it was done with, with wires just to make it easier. But do I think Arnold could actually deadlift a car? Yeah, I do think he totally could. I think so. But especially back in 88, he hasn't even done T T2 yet at this point. No, he's still, I mean, he is still massive. This is, this is, this is prime body Arnie besides him being in full Mr. Universe mode this is like he's at his biggest at this point to me oh he's absolutely huge. yeah this and they're and they're playing up the fact that he, yeah he it's they're they're playing up the fact too that he's supposed to be perfect um you know perfect physical specimen too obviously exactly and, yeah. yeah um what do you think about this uh this um what, what is this in the in, in the back of the catalog it's like some kind of prototype fuel injector oh worth yeah the five jet- million dollars Jet jet engine, and so like it's the gonna revolution. Yeah, it's this weird MacGuffin 
you know they got going on there too it's it's funny with beetroot beetroot mckinley yeah well, so if, that you, actor if you can do better than five million dollars <laughs> foam <laughs> foam <laughs> oh it was great that's yeah, a really so great weird. scene um yeah, he goes from like, um, yeah, you know, can't do any less than twenty. Twenty. <laughs> uh, yeah. Like, all right, all right, ten. There's a cat in his office for some reason. <laughs> right. Oh, no, there's clearly not. he's got he the claw a cat. or something. Just, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. No. Uh, no, but the the actor uh, that plays Beetroot uh, passed away the month after the movie released at the age of forty. Really? Gosh, so he that was. That man looked fifty. Yeah. Well, which is probably why he passed away. He wasn't exactly living the clean life if he was going to look like a 50-year-old man. You know what, though? 80s, 50, yeah, he was... 80s, 40, and 80s, 50 is totally different than post-2000s, 50. What it is now. Yeah. I mean, we have... Yeah. I mean, okay. like, he looked he looked older than my parents, and my parents are only 55. You know, so... Right. You know, yeah. And, uh, but yeah, and then you just think of people like... Um, who is uh who plays Sulu in the the Henry Cho? Is that his name? Yeah, Henry Cho. Oh uh, Yeah, he's he's the same age as uh John, John Cho. Cho. John Cho. Yeah, he's in his he's in his mid yeah. for, mid to late forties. Like no, he looks like he's in his twenties. Yeah, you know, it's just totally different now. Uh, you know. So uh, yeah. anyway. You you don't know the expression uh, Asian on raisin. <laughs> I'm not allowed to say that because <laughs> you can't yeah, there's nothing wrong with you that. Know. Oh <laughs> yeah. No, yes. you know I. Yeah, I I still get mistaken for like uh, early twenties, and so um you know, bless their heart that think that, but uh, yeah yeah, getting up there a little. Yeah, I'm finally getting my gray hairs. Yeah, I I got like two strands that I would always pluck. <laughs> <laughs> um, but what do you think about the uh, love story here? I mean, love stories, I guess. The, these um, sisters, Marnie and, and Linda. Um, I don't know. I, I, I feel... Okay, well, first off, Marnie is thirsty as hell. Oh, I bet... She is thirsty. She... Yeah. But you know what? It is Arnie. I can't blame her at all. I would go for him. Okay. Okay. Fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. Yeah. I mean... No, but she... He yeah. jumps out of the shower singing yakety yak, you know, half naked. <laughs> Yeah, man, like that is that is true romance right there. Uh, but Mar- but uh, Linda, she's the dumbest woman on the face of the earth. Why are you going after Vincent? <laughs> Vincent has literally she's told you it's insane. All he has to do is sing. I've only have eyes for you, and and like that's it. Everything's fixed. So <laughs> yeah, media that she wants to uh, move in with yeah. him. I'm moody. I snore. Like you don't. Want, you don't want this. Like anyway, it's just. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, clearly. I mean, she was like, "I yeah, I I know you." And I was like, "All right, so what is it? It I guess it's that charm. It's that it's that Benedict. Yeah, she wants that Benedict. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I think that's. I, I think nice that's one, what bro. It is. That was a good one. I'd give you a fist um, bump right now if we were if oh, we were sitting you, next to each you. other. Boop, boop. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, we are twins. I can feel you. Fist also, me. you forgot the you forgot the first rule in a crisis situation. <laughs> well, what is the first rule? Well, you're supposed to say like I moved move too, too soon. soon. Yeah. <laughs> What's the it's, second uh, rule? Negotiate. Is yeah, it okay? 
Yeah, he didn't, he didn't negotiate. Move too soon. He didn't negotiate. He didn't negotiate and then yeah, he and then duck. Duck's the third rule. The crisis was when he. It's yeah. funny because the music gets like really serious whenever that happens. Right, it does. He, he like gets down. <laughs> it dun, does. Dun, dun, dun. And then, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, when Julius gets serious, he's definitely one to watch out for. Just like when he was telling the doctor, "Hey, dickhead, tell us where our mother is." Uh, Whispering Pines. It's an artist colony, two hundred miles north of Santa Fe. You're lying to me. I'll be back. He says it differently in this one. He's like, yeah. I'll be back. You know? It is. F- uh, but even that line delivery is who, good. Who can do Who can do things like that, you know, where he can use the same line over and over and over again in movies and it still works? Like, how, like, alpha level a celebrity can you be to where you can you can quote yourself in other movies and, and it works <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah you're right it, it it really does um i feel do you know anybody else that has a catchphrase that they carry with them i mean is it only Arnold? i mean i can't think i, I that's we actually had this conversation um for our, Samuel uh, sam jackson, jackson yeah, that that may be it too, but that's more of him yelling. No, you're you're all right. That is something that he has. It it's more of to me like directors have like catchphrases that they'll have their characters say. You know, like in every Star Wars movie, someone says, "I have a bad feeling about this." You know, something like that. Those type of things. Right. Um, but no, I don't. I can't think of anybody that's like that that can quote themselves in movies. It's crazy. And uh, he's worked hard. He's worked hard really enough is. and done enough. He's in in Hollywood. He he can have that. You know, he, he, it's it's his. Yeah. Yeah. Now uh, the the MacGuffin that we kind of uh, spoke about. We we got these Clang brothers that are um, pretty much following Vincent, trying to collect money. And then we got this uh, Webster character who who was supposed to pick up the Cadillac. You know, with that uh, engine. And so we got all these people kind of going after the Benedict uh, brothers as they're trying to find their mother, which they find out is now living in a uh, art colony or something like she that. Sta- she started it. She st- with the money that they yeah okay, the money that they it. gave her for the for for her spe- for the experiment. Like she started that artist colony, and then yeah yeah I know. So yeah they. They, they get there and they, um, w- w- why was it that they couldn't get through? Cause they didn't make an appointment or w- what was it? Yeah. It was that, yeah, they didn't have an appointment to see her. And also it was that they just assumed that she, that they were real estate developers. Like they, he, she says that to an aside to her friend, um, that like, obviously they were just trying to get her to sell the land for development. It, it, it was kind of a throwaway thing. You know, okay. for them. Okay. Yeah. Because because I was just like, wait, why do they have to climb over the fence? Because yeah, they 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 trespass. A woman's like, hey, what are you guys doing here? Um, and they're like, oh, you know, we are Marion's, you know, sons. We're twins. We're we're looking for her. So she thinks that they're like these real estate people that are trying to take the land. And so she, um, the woman says, hey, you know, yeah, she she has passed away. You know, she's only here in the spirit. Um, I got. I gotta say, man, I got misty eyed during the scene. You know, e- even <laughs> though I know exactly what's going on, who is who, 
but just to, like I think I was just putting my mind like uh well putting myself in their shoes you know because um having served uh you know I served in the army for nine years and many a times I had to go away uh sometimes for a very extended period of time and right. you know every time I come back it's a reunion so I being reunited with family you know it always gets me and when freaking Billy Ray Cyrus did that show Homecoming. It it killed me every single episode. I had to stop watching because I was in tears. <laughs> I was in tears every single time because me and my wife we were reliving our uh, reunions together over and over every time we watched that uh, that, that show. So yeah, that's I, re- that's really sweet, Peter. That's, yeah. that's really sweet, man. Oh man, have now, you watched any of those at all? No. Oh, my my crying is well documented. I, I cry <laughs> at everything. Everything is so no. I, that one I just know like oh okay. So if I'm gonna watch this, then I'm gonna be sobbing for the next three hours, thinking yeah. about it. Then thinking about it later, I'll be crying and I'll wake up in a cold sweat, start crying again. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I wonder if I cried when I first saw this movie. I mean, I've seen it so many times that it's indelible in my brain. So there's no you know there's no there's no cry for me left in there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it is a it is a sweet scene. They do a lot of things right in this movie uh, that they they do hit some like emotional notes. Uh, Danny DeVito is fantastic. There's some legitimately funny interactions between them that they try and do that twin thing with them. It's funny, and it is just such a joke that you get the you know Arnold just the massive you know perfect human specimen, and then you get Danny DeVito who's technically a dwarf. Right, like, 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 technically, he's a dwarf because he's under five feet tall. So it's just, uh, it's. I mean, it's very funny that they just decide to do this. The only way they could have made it funnier is if they were different. If they went, had them be different races, that actually would be oh, the only thing that actually would have been better. Like, like this uh, supposed triplets movie that just oh, with, with Eddie Murphy. With Eddie, yeah, with Eddie Murphy. I was going to bring that up. Yeah, that he's there. Yeah. The, the third one. <laughs> That's going to be really weird. I. I you know, I'd be curious how they come up with that it's explanation. Not, it's not gonna happen. It's not gonna happen. I There's don't just think no way. So. Yeah, 2012 was the last time that there was any word on it. But who knows? Weird things I, have I feel, happened. Sure. Yeah, I, I'd feel a reboot is more likely than than a, uh, a direct sequel uh, from that. You know, I, I wouldn't mind it being like in the same universe or anything. Um, but yeah, to, to kind of touch on like the emotional note, like you were just speaking of, this this was definitely it. Um, you can feel like Vincent's frustration, you know, his whole life thinking that his mother threw him away and getting the chance to see her to find out that she's dead. You know, it, it, it really it really hit me, you know, and I really felt for Vincent. So he drives off. Um, this is where Linda, this is where she serves her purpose, tells Julius is like, oh, hey, wasn't supposed to tell you, but he's got this $5 million engine in the back of that Cadillac. <laughs> right. So, yeah, so we get to Houston, you know, where we get the uh, exchange, but Webster had gotten there first. So we got this whole mess. Um, I really like with it beat, because the tone. Beetroot. Yeah, root. Beetroot. Man, I still don't know what kind of name that is. Uh, I mean, well, I, I mean, I know what a beetroot that's actually, is, but it's still. That's actually my middle, that's my middle name. Actually, it's Chris B. Oh, is it? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. It's a family oh, okay. name. Okay, I like it. I yeah. like it. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, but the, the song kind of changes. It, it really does. <laughs> it really does become like a like an eighties Arnold movie at this point. You know, featuring Danny DeVito. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, Julius comes to save the day because he can feel him. Because uh, he can feel. Because he can sense where he's going. 
always has that uh he always has his his little suitcase his little metal briefcase that he has at all times right yeah, yeah. do we well, it's just his belongings is that's it right we i, I mean assume there's a little i mean there may be some money and some protein powder for him to you know <laughs> he's got to keep working out you know like <laughs> i i always kind of um just kind of like compared it to like oh what what if it's that was it that lunchbox from the wizard Oh, we're at California. California. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's this what I thought it was. You know, something like that. They had something like sentimental values in there. So, I mean, it's probably just his stuff um, that he just carries around with him. Um, but, yeah, yeah, I well, – we, we get to see, like, the little bit of montage where, like, that's how – that's how Julius is gonna find Vincent, right? He's he's tracking them by these feels, these twin brother feels to that brother, they get. <laughs> brother yeah. to brother. A song they specifically wrote for this movie. Oh, we skipped over. We skipped over when he does the car on two wheels. Oh yeah, yeah, that was oh, a really man. good scene. Now, um, apparently, that was like one of Arnold's like uh, one of his favorite moments filming that that movie was that scene. Be mine too. That'd be awesome. Yeah, that was that was my favorite part in the as a kid. That that was like I would stop, rewind it, and watch it over and over and over again. You know, it's just like yes. So I can't believe we skipped over it. But yeah, anyway, it's pretty continue. good. Well, we, we yeah. well we missed the this the the when when Arnold actually meets the sisters too. Like he's reading this Playboy. Well, reading he's looking at this Playboy, and that's when he runs into Marnie. <laughs> right. right, and he's yeah. just like, oh, I, I didn't know they had these things in these magazines. Yeah. I was raised on an island, three thirty degrees south of Fiji, south by southwest, you know, or whatever. Yeah, he says it the same way every single time. <laughs> so yeah. funny. Apparently, there actually is an island at that very, um, you know, longitude and latitude. Uh, it's like two miles wide or something like that. Oh, um, I'm sh- I'm sure there yeah. is. There's so many islands in the in that whole area. Just the big island chain, for sure. I'm sure there is. I do like that he when he leaves, he does leave just on a canoe or like a life raft and just just rows his way to Hawaii or wherever. He <laughs> right. <is>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> like he's just that awesome that he's just rowing across the ocean in a in a little rowboat. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I forgot. <laughs> I really, that's so good. There's a lot of little things like that that are just funny. They they this movie's very enjoyable to watch. It doesn't hold up as well as a lot of Arnold movies, but it's still gosh, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, it it absolutely is. Like it's pretty dated. Um, you know, I kind of already briefly mentioned. I would totally welcome like a like a reboot. Uh, did you have any other thoughts uh, on the movie before we kind of wrap up here? No, I mean this is this is a movie I've seen so many times. It's beloved in the Brayton family. Um, watching it again, it does date itself a little bit. You do see how bad a lot of the people are. Like I, you know, you view them through a lens that they're all basically good people, but no, most of the people in this movie, besides Julius, are are bad people, which is which is different. That's a little it's a little jaded eighties for you there, uh, but it's it's still fun. The uh, the scene in the bar is fun when they're talking about beer and they. You know, they're peeing at the same time. There's a like right. a lot of little like brother <laughs> moments. Like genuine, they look like they were genuinely having a good time when they were filming this movie. You know, like it just looked like they were just enjoying the process of of filming it. And I like that. I like it when it looks like people are having a good time in a movie. So uh, I would recommend this movie to anybody. Just watch it. It's pure Arnold. It's Dana Vito's best role um, to me. 
Uh, and anyway, I like it. I, I it's a fun movie. Yeah, I I agree. It is a super fun movie. Yeah, I I was very surprised at a couple different scenes. I mean, we didn't even talk about the actual end when the mother uh, comes to see them at the end. You know, it was just like somebody chopping onions right around me again. You know, the, <laughs> right. The, them mama. looking at oh, the uh, yeah, mama. Right. Yeah, they look at the that teddy mama. bear and so mm-hmm. um. Yeah, that was another great moment. She's like, I don't even know which is which, you know, because she was under the assumption she only had the one child that died. Right. So, um, yeah. So th- if if they hadn't, if Julius didn't have um, Vincent turn in that money, they never would have gotten on the on the newspaper where Marion actually sees them. You know, and that's that's actually what led her to go find them. You know that. She realizes that they weren't con artists, you know, that they are just twin right. brothers. So, oh, she punches um, the heck out of the doctor too. Punches him oh, right, yeah, stupid, punches right the face, dick face. I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Well, um, Arnold calls him a dickhead earlier in the yeah. movie too, so he does, he yeah. does get that line in. Um, but yeah, I, I, yeah, I really enjoyed this movie. Uh, I would definitely welcome like a, like a reboot. Having said that, like I, I haven't thought of like really any castings. I was thinking, what if they actually took like just one actor, and um, you know, kind of did like what they did with uh, Chris Evans in the first Avenger movie, not not like <laughs> Avengers one, but oh, like, like Captain America like first twins? Avenger. Yeah, oh you know, so it would be like yeah, real twins, and you know, one's like smaller, maybe dwarfed, and then the other one's like Chris Hemsworth, you know, something like that. That's maybe exactly what I was gonna say. I would say take Chris Chris Hemsworth. And uh, like Josh Gad, Josh Gad would be a Josh really good Gad, one. Maybe McLovin. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah, but yeah, get get like someone like Chris Chris Hemsworth, someone that's just like ridiculously good looking. You know what I yeah, mean? Like yeah. DJ yeah. Qualls, and, maybe, and Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> and they have to be big. They have to be super big too. Yeah, like they yeah. can't just be that like they're good looking. But yeah, someone that's like kind of that has like some good personality to them. Someone that could. Uh, that could do has a lot of range, but also just kind of a kind of just a short, short, chunky, chunky dude, you know. So yeah, but yeah, yeah. For for me, like um, I I would like them to kind of like make it a little bit more gritty, you know, like PG thirteen, maybe a little bit more action. Uh, this um this original one is you know it's kind of like uh more more of a family movie which is fine you know i i think it's it's great it's well balanced and everything um comedy some some drama um a little bit of action there the the death of webster oh my god that's that's a lot of chains that they buried that's that a, man under <laughs> that's a, that's a man with a lot on his mind <laughs> a lot on his mind it's there's a lot of chains um, uh, that's funny you kind of get that in the Brothers Grimsby. I don't know if you saw that. It's a Sasha Baron Cohen film. That's, that's yeah. the R-rated. That's the R-rated separated brothers coming back together, brothers kind of thing. Um, Is it worth a watch though? One. No, it's a terrible okay. movie. It's not okay. It's not. Th- it's not funny. It's not funny in the slightest. Like okay. I didn't even crack a. And I'm a big fan of his. Uh, I didn't even crack a smile. Like most of it's just gross and dumb. Oh, but I'm just saying oh. that like you kind of got an R. I feel like this. I think this type of like because you need someone that's super innocent. I feel like it lends itself to a a much simpler uh, movie. But you're right; it could have been a little more action heavy um, too. Yeah. That would have been mm-hmm. well because um, like for me, I would like a little bit more um, more explanation about the, the the experiment. You know, I want to know what went down. That's why they had to close up shop. Um, mm-hmm. 
you know, I would like to have known maybe uh, young Marion a little bit more, you know, so maybe we can get more of a uh, emotional impact, I, I guess, you know, when they do reunite with her again later. Uh, so, you know, just, just some cleaning up on the writing. I, I think this uh, could be like a really solid reboot um, or, or a remake, I guess, whatever you want to call it. Um, maybe it can also be more of like a, like a road trip, you know, to, gosh, maybe not a road. Well, it, it is still a road trip to go find their mom, but uh, I would like a more. more You're thinking more um, like a, like a like a Tommy Boy kind of road trip kind of thing happening, almost yeah, maybe you know, kind of like due date I guess uh, if you want to even do that. Uh, but no, I, I need a more yeah. like villainous plain, plain uh, presence. Plain strange automobiles. Plain strange zombie part two. That's what that's what due date was. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, I made yeah. that very same comparison. But no, like uh, the the villains were fine in here. But if they can be like a bigger part as well. You know, um, I, I would so have liked that. Take out the entire romance story out of it. That actually, I see. Would, I thought about that too. Yeah, just just focus totally on the brother, or just one one sister. You know, we don't need two of them. Um, I don't think Julius needs a love interest. You know, we we can mm-hmm. we can keep that whole dynamic. You know, just to like Vincent and a Linda. You know, we don't need both both sisters and Linda mm-hmm. could have a reduced role. But yeah, like I think you know some some different changes. I think this could be a, a really good remake. Yeah, the only thing because you get that you wouldn't get that nice ending where they show up and they both have their sets of twins, which is such a which is such a cutesy ending. But it's sweet where yeah. they get to yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, you're right because I mean we got the uh, the little lo- <laughs> the love scene with uh, Arnold and and uh, Kelly Preston there, where His you know she's face. like smoking a cigarette. <laughs> yeah. That was my face. It's, it's like I, I remember that that was my face too. Like I totally, yeah. I totally had the Arnie face. <laughs> I have that <laughs> face right now. <laughs> yeah, that face yeah. right now. Yeah, yeah. That's great. But yeah, this um, this movie is kind of crazy. It's got like a thirty. Oh, it's low. It's yeah, very it's got low. A thirty-four percent on Rotten Tomatoes and a six point on IMDb. Which one do you think is a little bit more accurate uh, to this movie? I think probably the six six point I think I think this this movie is better. Seven would be way too high, but yeah. six it's not. It's I don't think it's below of below a five. I, I think especially for the if you take put it in terms of its of its time and it's a fun movie it's a fun movie there's really not a ton wrong with it it's it's it it knows exactly what it is i feel like that's that's one of the things that this movie has going for it it knows what it is it's a it's a it's a comedy it's a it's a heartfelt comedy that's really all it is you know and it's got yeah so and it's got Ari in it so that always bumps up it bumps up at least a point on whatever scale you're going. So I think the 6.0, that's probably the one that I think is more accurate, but that might be from my, my love lens, <laughs> my rose colored yeah. glasses, if you will. <laughs> no, I, yeah, I agree with that too. I think 6.0 is pretty good. It, it is a, uh, just a slightly above average movie. Um, I, I think, you know, you got a little bit of comedy, you got the, you know, the, you know, the mother and the, you know, the reuniting with the mother scenes, those are, are are really nice, and the little bit that older Marion actually has, Barney Bartlett, she plays her very very well. So um, I do like her portrayal there. Um, all the side characters are fine too. You know, even the Clayne brothers. You know, they they get their comeuppance in that um, bar scene or whatever. But right. uh, yeah, I think uh, I don't think there was anything I needed cut out. I just need you know like 
that's what some of the more successful reboots have done well is when they give us a throwaway line or a little explanation to something that the original actually didn't. You know, um, most recently, Beauty and the Beast, you know, uh, answered some questions that people had about the animated uh, version. Right. Yes. So, yeah, yes. you're right. That yeah, They did do a good job on that. Yeah, I, if this movie got rebooted, I'd probably see it. If it didn't get rebooted, I'd watch this movie again. Like, it's it's fun. I still enjoy it. Uh, there's a lot of... because And and for sure, David Cruz was definitely dead at the end of this movie, right? Like he's <laughs> oh, de- yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think Webster killed sure him dead. already. Like, a, yeah. like immediately. Yeah, immediately. Okay. We're all in agreement there, then. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's it. Chris, I want to thank you so much, man. This was a lot of fun. Uh, talk, talking oh, twins I had a blast. You, I'm my s- twin brother. I'm s- <laughs> my twin, yeah. Separated birth. Hey, say hi to mom yeah. for me up there in Portland. Yeah, I will. Or, Absolutely. Or, you, yeah. you tell and dad I'll say, I said hello. <laughs> I'll say uh, so I had a dad down here. Our six dads. Our yes, six dads yeah, that we have. All six here. of them. That's right. Um, <laughs> now, I didn't uh, give you a chance to actually talk about your show, but uh, at this point, why don't you go ahead and tell the listeners, you know, about your show? What do you guys do over there? I think you guys have a, or you have two great co-hosts. You know, you guys complement each other very well on the show. It's a great listen. I'm a huge fan. Um, but yeah, tell listeners about the show and where they can find you and maybe an episode to start out with. Oh, thanks. Uh, so we're we're the more gooder than podcast. We're on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, SoundCloud, all those all the fun ones. But we're uh, we take three similarly themed movies each Wednesday, and we decide which one is most goodest. And yes, of course, we do know the the grammar is bad there. <laughs> we it's yeah we know. Uh, but uh, so like one of my favorites is episode 15 uh, we, we're gonna episode 24 comes out next week um, but we do one of my favorites has always been I, it's called mountain go boom we like to come up with fun titles but it's uh, we took Dante's Peak volcano and Pompeii so all the the theme there was was volcano movies and uh, spoiler Dante's Peak wins um, but that's, <laughs> that's what, so we do that. We've done, we do, we did, uh, our favorite Bill Paxton movies, which was true lies, aliens and uh, weird science. So just things like that. It could be an actor, it could be a uh, director. Uh, we, we do, um, it, but basically if it shares a theme, we'll pick three movies and we'll, we'll try and be funny about them. <laughs> so, but that's with my two, my co-host, uh, Corey and Donnie. They're fantastic. I'm lucky to have both of them. So. Yeah. Now, um, well, a personal favorite of mine is actually one you guys did not, not too long ago. And that was the, uh, the Memorial Day, Memorial Day weekend one. Oh, uh, Top gets, Gun. Get some? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Platoon. Let's go. And, um, uh, Saving Private Ryan. Saving Private Ryan, yeah, that yeah. was a great one. You guys had some great stories to add to that, you know, with uh, especially you with uh, your your father. You know, uh, loved the stories. I loved how you guys went to your um, military buddies to to ask them what movies to use. So that was it was, it was a great listen to me. Uh, I could be biased, also, you know, having some ties right. there and knowing um, that you served. I'm glad that you enjoyed it too, because that is why we did it. I'm, that makes me, Peter. That's great that you liked it that much too. That makes yeah. me very happy. I really did. I really did. So, um, if anyone values my opinions, I, I would say that that's one. Uh, that's a great one to start with as well. Uh, so, I mean, th- those are all just awesome movies as well, too. Different, totally different uh, in every way. But and where where can they find you on Twitter and stuff like that? If you welcome the interactions there. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we're we're most active on Twitter, and you can find us there. That's at MGT 
podcast. Uh, that's that you'll find us there. Uh, we're also on Facebook. Just look up more gooder than, um, we have our website, which is mgtpodcast.com. Uh, so, but e- anyway, you can, yeah, Instagram, that Instagram's at more gooder than, you know, I forget about, we just started Instagram. So I actually, I forget about that one, <laughs> but that's, yeah. uh, at that one, you can find us on Instagram at more gooder than, um, so, but yeah, we're, we're, we're pretty active. Like if you message us, we will, we, we, we will talk back. <laughs> so <Yeah. laughs> pretty quick tell me, too. A little, tell me a little bit about the toy that you take pictures, um, you know, doing oh. things with. <laughs> That's so great. Yeah. So one of our fans sent in, uh, when we did our, uh, our triple J, which was the judge jury executioner episode, which was John wick. Uh, Jack Reacher and Jason Bourne. That, we did mm, those yes, three for a movie. Mm-hmm. So someone uh, really liked that I did John Wick, which is such a fun movie. It's very enjoyable to watch. So I did win that episode. So he sent me a, a Funko Pop vinyl of John Wick. And so we started using it as a trophy for whoever wins. Because what before we do the episode, we put up a Twitter poll for which is people's favorite movie of out of our three so whoever gets that gets wins the wicklet we call it the wicklet so we, <laughs> we yeah and so we'll take we'll take pictures with it trying to one-up each other on it Corey, my co-host definitely wins he goes full costume for his uh like when we did our episode uh with goonies he won with goonies and and so he dressed up as short round um <laughs> so <Nice>. it was <laughs> not short round sorry data sorry oh. same actor yeah data. same actor right right uh yeah so and then he when he won with the mummy for another episode when we did an egyptian themed episode he he went full mummy like he had his wife wrap him completely up in toilet paper it's fantastic so, uh, but yeah, so we have a, uh, depending on when this is out, there should be a Twitter poll out for people to vote for. Um, our next episode is going to be involving, um, Gladiator, uh, Conan the Barbarian and 300. We're calling it Blades and Birkenstocks. That's what we're, so, uh, so you can vote there. Good. Vote for, I like that. yeah, vote for, I have Gladiator. You can vote for me if you want. So <laughs> <laughs> if you feel like it or whatever, it doesn't really matter. Uh, but yeah, so but we have a good time. We have a good time. Yeah, you guys absolutely do. It's a great listen, and uh, you know, uh, you you get some singing every now and again too. So that's always <laughs> yes. a joy to listen. We to. We are going <laughs> to sing for you. I told Corey, I told Corey we'll sing for you soon. Oh, so. very good. <laughs> yeah. Yes, very nice. I can't wait. Um, for me, if anyone wants to get a hold of me, I am also uh, active on Twitter and Instagram at Podstalgic. You can find my contents from Podstalgic or We Got Five at CortexParts.com, along with other great shows as well. Uh, we do have a Facebook group page if you want to join that. Uh, in there, you have the host from all of our shows from the network and uh, a lot of our listeners. And so you can interact with any of us. Um, you can talk about the episodes you listen to. So we have a good time. Um, I often throw up uh, like a feedback thread uh, for We Got Five, too. So if you ever want to chime in, you can chime in there or uh, Twitter at uh, We Got Five Pod. So uh, many places you can find uh, me, iTunes, Stitcher, and all that good stuff, too. So, uh, Chris, I want to thank you again for coming on the show. I'm going to have to get you to come back on to do some more uh, Arnold movies, you know, possibly a Total Recall. Oh, yes, please. Absolutely. <laughs> that would be, that would be a treat. 
There you go. Soon come. So um, thank you guys uh, for listening to the show. If uh, um, if you got you know a couple minutes to spare, please uh, stop by the iTunes and uh, leave a review uh, if you haven't done so yet um, and we got a couple more minutes go over to more gooder than and leave them a review as well uh, that would really help us uh, out you know these uh, independent podcasters and um, so that will do it I want to thank you guys again for all your support and we will talk to you guys next time take out the papers and the trash or you don't get those spending cash if you don't scrub that kitchen floor Thank you for listening to the Court and Parts Podcast Network. To listen to more Court and Parts shows, visit courtemparts.com.